Let's talk financials. Chris Robinson joins us from Robinson Ag Marketing at TGM Investments to help us do just that. Chris, welcome. Happy Friday. What a week. I'm not really sure where to start, but I guess uh, we could talk rates. That seems to be uh, front and center and at the top of the list. I mentioned at the top of the show the TYX, the 30-year to just shy of 2.2%. We saw the 10-year, the TNX to 1.87. Talk to us about uh, the impact that this has had. Well, you've seen the, the short end of the of the yield curve move, right? One, twos, fives, all to your highs, and that's in the headlines. Um, are we going to get the two percent print in the ten year? Probably. Is the is the world going to stop spinning on its axis? Probably not. But that's what the market's factoring in now. Um, you know, and if this is a, is a surprise to anybody, it must have been asleep at the wheel for the past six months, or you know, even a year. We knew this was eventually coming. Um, so we'll see. And now what's the what's the guess, right? I mean, I read the same stuff you do every morning. You know, we're going to get between three rate hikes and then I've heard, you know, seven. You know, it's like now we're in this area where we're chasing the ether. I mean, so the, the hikes are coming. It looks like at least three. We'll see what happens after that. Now they're talking about is it going to be a quarter point or, or a, uh, you know, a half point. Um, I don't envision something like we had back, you know, in the 90s. I was standing in the Dow pit, and you know we had surprise rate hikes in the middle of the day uh, with no head, you know heads up. Uh, that would be something I think that, that would really roil the markets. Right now, the market's just trying to digest it, and uh, you know you're seeing that play out in, in the indexes. And uh, you know with this little bit of a correction, what the Nasdaq's down what 12 percent. So now everybody's like, okay, where's 15 percent? You've got the S and P about uh, seven or eight percent off its high people are going to be like where's the ten percent same thing for the dow the dow's down about seven or eight percent so that's kind of where where we're at the, the good thing is we we're you know two three weeks ago we were at all-time highs so um I, I don't think it's uh i think it might be overblown at this point this concern about the 10-year it's going to go to two percent uh you know we just have to to wrap our heads around that and the market's repricing you know, what uh, could help investors wrap their heads around it? I've been talking about, and we've had the discussion in the past, how, well, six months ago, it was investors focused on earnings, better than expected economic data, and that was sort of providing that backdrop to where uh, the concerns about rates, the Fed normalizing at some point, we knew, as you mentioned, it's coming. It's not a matter of if, it's just when. Um, whether you're talking about the tape or whether you're talking about normalization, I mean, but but investors really had that backdrop. And now it seems like with some of the, even this week, some of the housing numbers, that was the pillar of strength in many ways, earnings. I mean, look at some of these companies. If Peloton's got to cut, stop building bikes and treadmills, who's next? Well, that's that's the how a market corrects, right? It's it's all gravy. It's all roses. And, you know, some people are going to, you know, uh, there, there's going to be some pain out there. Now, you know, that's that's where the, the market comes in. And we haven't had a real correction. I mean, my goodness, if you look at the overall stock market, the overall indexes, and now I know individual stocks have corrected, but, you know, from a from a risk management standpoint, you, you hedge yourself with the indexes. Uh, you know, <laughs> since since the lows in, in 2020, what, we were up 120% in the S&P, I mean, from, from the you know, tip to the top. Uh, so we're overdue for for some uh, corrections, and and we're just back in this trap now because uh, for the last you know 13, 14 years, we really it's been a long time since we've had a bear market. That's my my point. Really haven't had a bear market that lasted two or three years since back between uh, you know 2000 and 2003. So you know the setup is there for you know a new experiences for some uh, for some people out there when you and and again what does that mean it means there's great opportunities you know you don't yeah. have to get 
to, you don't have to get panicked by it. There's going to be movement. Movement equals opportunity. Well, we were talking about that this morning in terms of some of the valuations we had seen as they've become a little bit more reasonable. There could be some opportunity. We're looking here at a bigger picture, uh, as you mentioned, in terms of rates, which have been inching their way higher. But here you can see the bigger term, longer tra trajectory, the trend in the indices. And a good reminder, it was just a couple weeks ago we saw a new all-time high. So in terms of uh, pulling those chicken little costumes out and starting to dust them off, I mean, maybe get it out of the closet. But I don't know if you want to put it on and start running around the cul-de-sac yet and screaming and yelling your neighbors might uh, kind of look at you a little weird, but we'll talk about the dollar here now because what does this mean yeah. as far as rates on the rise? The dollar really is not participating. What's holding it back? You know, I think that the dollar, you know, we had that correction. We had a pretty good clawback. We were at 18-month highs, and we've backed off a little bit. You know, just I, I'm a big believer, and you can have your opinion, but the proof's in the charts, right? Just the charts don't lie. Uh, the dollar is, is kind of in this two and a half cent trading range trying to figure out its next move. We had been, looked like we we're maybe going to roll over a little bit. You know, when we have these moves, if we have, you know, 5% moves, and I was always taught, I'm, I'm 55 years old, right? When I got this business, 5% or less is noise in the, in the indexes. So we're, we're having some noise right now. 10% is a correction, 20% is a bear market. And I think that those levels are going to impact what happens with the dollar. I think if we start to see a bigger correction in the stock indexes, not just the NASDAQ, but I'm talking about the S&P, the broader index, uh, you could actually see some strength in the dollar because what do people do? You know, they, they go to cash, right? Right. As the market's correcting when that, that's what human nature is. You want to go to safety. So you may even see um, a break in the 10 the year. If everybody decides they, they want to, you know, go to safety, well, guess what? If everybody starts buying bonds, yeah, that uh, seems so to be happening. Not, yeah, we might not get the we might not get the two percent print for a while. So yeah. again, I can't say that enough. It's it's there's great opportunities here. Um, and, and again, uh, you want movement if you're a trader. If you're watching this show, you're looking for opportunities. As long as you don't get boxed in on I'm a bull, I'm a bull or I'm a bear, there's going to be opportunities here. I like that. A couple good points. And here's a visual as far as supporting that. The dollar, which has been getting a little bit of a lift here recently. And this comes here with rates, which are lower as treasuries are getting a lift, as maybe that safety play is coming around. We were talking about how not necessarily so much with gold as it's come off a little bit. It's down about two-tenths of a percent, about $3 now, and off those highs from earlier this week. But I just wanted to quickly look at the dollar because, Chris, one of the things you've brought to our attention is this idea of how we've kind of come halfway back off those pandemic yeah. highs up around 104 down to 89. And in this 96, 97 area sort of gets us right there. And then I also just wanted to remind our viewers, we're looking at the dollar index futures here. Not everybody has access to the ice. If you don't, just pull up this dollar sign DXY. This is the index. And here you can see I've got the futures on the left, the index on the right. So if you want to track the dollar don't have access to these futures this is how you do it again the dollar sign dxy and i think the dollar is something to watch here in the coming weeks and months as you mentioned chris talk to us about some of the other currencies because speaking of safety plays it's not just the dollar and treasuries oftentimes the yen uh, becomes one of those as well yeah you'll see that 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 spreading opportunity um you know the yen against the swiss against the dollar that's always a, an arb to look at um and again if you're trading the dollar and you're looking for ways to lay your risk off um, you know, just pull the charts up. You can see uh, where the support levels coincide. Um, I know. I, I don't know if you want to talk about Bitcoin real quick this morning. I do. I do. It's been coming <laughs> off. My goodness. Yeah. So here's Bitcoin, right? We're, again, this is a situation where people's emotions maybe have gotten the better of them. We're down 46% yeah. from the all-time high. 46%. Somebody paid 69355 bucks for Bitcoin. 
And they're talking to their wife this morning or their husband this morning saying, uh, you know, we're under 40. Yeah, so, it, it was El Salvador that did, wasn't it? Who, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. I wonder if he's pounding his chest this morning saying he's buying this dip. Yeah, right? no kidding. They bought it around 50, I haven't 50, seen 50, any 50. tweets yet, Chris. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so there's a perfect example. The worst traders on the planet are politicians. <laughs> uh, so, so we'll see what happens there. Now, is that an opportunity? That depends. You know, if you're Cameron Winklevoss and you're, you know, you're, you're, uh, you own it from zero, are you concerned about this move? Probably not. Yeah. But if you're the person that paid 69 yeah. for it, you got a problem. So yeah. again, these it's a good opportunity. It's a good, uh, uh, you know, anytime we've got movement. So now, you know, 40,000 has failed. Well, now what's got to hold next? I guess 35, then 30. Yeah. Um, so, you know, Bitcoin is a commodity, in my opinion. I know people, you know, want to argue about what it is, but it trades just like a commodity. And, uh, and until anything changes there, I, I'd see that's that's interesting. One other thing. So the Bitcoin versus gold, right? Gold's not exploding higher this morning. Gold's actually a little bit lower. Yeah. So that's that's a, another trade to look at. You were talking about the dollar versus the Swiss versus the yen. Yeah. Look at the you know the Bitcoin versus the dollar. Um, I'm a big believer in no matter what your your big idea is, you need to have an area either to to manage your risk or to spread it off. So that's what I would. That's my takeaway from what's going on with Bitcoin this morning, um, and and the U.S. dollar and um, gold. I've got them uh, here. There's, there's some opportunity there. I've got them here side by side. Bitcoin on the left, gold on the right. Both a bit range bound. We always talk about how when you fail at the upper extreme of a range, and Bitcoin did trying to break out up to 69,000, tried to take out those upper levels uh, above the April highs. And now as we work our way through the middle of the range, we open up a door for a retest of the lower extreme. Chris, real quick, last question in terms of some of these yeah. products. How big of a factor is the geopolitical tensions that are playing out? I'm a bit concerned about this uh, Russia-Ukraine buildup that's going on. Maybe I'm uh, overdoing it, though. Maybe I'm uh, making too much of something that's not a big of a concern for the markets. No, it is. I mean, okay. you, you've seen it really impact the wheat market lately. I know I don't want to go too far in the weeds, but, you know, right before Christmas, we thought there was going to be an invasion. Wheat was at a tie. Wheat broke $1.50. Uh, and now that the invasion may come back again, wheat's rallied 70, 80 cents. So there are opportunities there, um, you know, in all, across the markets. Also, you got to talk about the gap lower in real quick in crude oil. Crude oil gap lower this morning. You know, as soon as we got to 88 and change or 87 and change, people were like, Give us the $100 print. Well, what do we have this morning? We had a gap lower and uh, some movement lower there. So I think that that is going to move markets as well because you know, whatever happens, if that if they do invade or they don't invade, it's definitely being felt uh, in the markets. And to pretend that it isn't, you know, it, like I said, if there are great opportunities, put your thinking cap on and think, what if this happens, what will move? Uh, and again, I just mentioned wheat, perfect example. Yeah, energy markets in general, natural gas potentially as well, not just crude oil and wheat, as you mentioned. Chris, appreciate you joining us here. Great breakdown in terms of uh, what's going on and on the minds of traders as we head into the end of the week, talking financial markets with Chris Robinson, joining us from Robinson Ag Marketing at TJM Investment.